Uh, introduce or reintroduce yourself to your neighbors. You can know who you're practicing with. Yeah, I know you have no neighbors. <laughs> What's your sister's name again? Sonia. Sonia, okay. Good morning. I'm all right. How are you? Okay. I think I forgot to tell you my name. (laughs) So, uh, my name is Ashley Sharp, and I'll be leading class this morning. Our theme today is compassion, and in particular, the theme during the yoga section of the class is uh, self-compassion. Or another way to put that is finding ways to support yourself as you practice yoga asana. Finding ways to support yourself rather than tear yourself down. There's enough of that happening out in the world. Let's not reproduce that here. So supporting ourselves through yoga practice. Actually, really, this whole class is, you could say, a way of supporting yourself, right? You came to class for your health and your well-being, right? A whole class based on self-compassion or care, care, so that we have more capacity to offer that care and compassion to others, too. Did you ever notice that when you have some resiliency, there's more capacity? And that's, that's the idea, so we can pass it along, contagious in a good way. So class structure will go like this. We'll do about an hour of yoga, and then we'll do about a half hour of meditation, and we are going to do some formal um, compassion meditation practice today, which I'll explain later. And then uh, at the end of class, I have a, a few words to say. I brought some papers, so I have a few words to say, some notes for you. Um, We don't take any official break, so if you need to use the restroom at any point, please feel free. Maybe um, before or after the meditation, but aside from that, really, anytime if you need to use the restroom, please feel free. Just take care of yourself, right? Uh, Any last words? (laughs) That's an ominous way to get started. All right, so I'm going to have you start on your back, sunny side up, and have your strap. If you're just coming in, um, I have some straps up here at the front. And you'll have your strap handy. We're not going to use the strap quite yet, but you'll have your strap handy. And then once you get onto your back, thank you. Oh, one for you too. We're going to do strapping yoga today. (laughs) You never know what's going to happen. Oh, one for you too. Sorry, dear. Yeah. Oh, we're almost out. We can only have five more people arrive. That's how many more straps we have. All right, so however you're comfortable, maybe you're comfortable with your legs extended, maybe with your knees bent, feet on the floor. Just find a way that's most comfortable 
for this particular moment. Good morning, Nancy. And you'll take two big breaths. Two big breaths. And just notice that you have arrived. Okay, well, there's this too, wherever you find your spot. There's no rush. Once you've arrived, there's no rushing. And um, in particular, to welcome you into the room today. Welcome yourself. So we have at the foundation of what we do, non-harming or respect. So just to welcome you into the room, whatever age you are, whatever gender you are, whatever yoga ability, and uh, however your body is doing, just to welcome yourself here. Whatever your race is, whatever your mood is, grumpies are welcome. Everything is welcome here. So we can make space for ourselves for however we're arriving. In part, um, because we're entering the refuge or the safety of the practice, the practice of yoga and meditation, the practice of the cultivation of wisdom and compassion. Uh, Maybe another breath with a wave of relaxation. And then open and close your mouth two, three, four times, just very soft and slow, just relaxing your lips. So may this practice support you today to your highest good, whatever that might be. Next, we're going to make the sound ah. And I do this for two reasons. The first is to lengthen the exhale. So you have a nice long exhale, which is said to be calming for the nervous system. And then the second reason is just to make a sound. It doesn't have to be a pretty sound or in tune, but just to make a sound, to loosen the throat in case there was any sense of the sound or voice being swallowed here, we can let that flow, flow I think. So just the sound, ah. And we'll do, um, we'll be wild today. We'll do three ahs. Okay? So big breath in. Ah. Bring the hands to touch, palms touching, and then bring your hands, palms touching up to your forehead. So we're on our backs. It's not quite a bow, but still a gesture of reverence. 
a gesture of respect and reverence as we enter into the practice, not the perfect, but the practice of yoga and meditation. Uh, Bowing and respecting the great capacity of the body, the miracle of the body. And also bowing to the tenderness and vulnerability and limitations of the body and the heart. Take a big breath in and out. Okay, and then just take a big stretch, head to tail, like a cat. If your legs have been bent, you could straighten them out, and you could turn your wrists or flex or point your feet or squeeze your butt. Just a little, just a little stretch. And then the hands will come down by your sides, and you'll bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. Uh And then take your arms back over your head on the floor, palms up. So arms on the floor, up over your head, palm up. And you'll breathe twice here. Breathing in, know that you're breathing in. And breathing out, know that you're breathing out. It's a very basic, simple breath. Okay, and then let those hands come back down by your sides. And you'll inhale. Oh, actually, I'm going to change my mind. Let's pull the right knee into the chest. Pull the right knee into the chest. And then the free leg, the other leg, extend it forward along the floor, but maybe even off the floor. So it's a little bit of... So one knee's in and the other leg is extended off the floor. So today, if you get confused about my instructions, you have a couple choices, a few choices. You can um, just make something up. You don't have to do what I'm asking you to do. Ooh, you better switch legs. So let's pull the left knee in. You could, if you get confused about my instructions, just uh, peek up and look around the room and see what your neighbors are doing and copy them. Now that would be assuming that they're doing something that you want to copy. All right, switch legs again. And now, as best you can, let your neck and shoulders rest down on the mat. Good. And you'll switch legs again. You could also just make something up. If you don't know what I'm wanting you to do, just make something up. That would work out, too. Or you could go to the bathroom. (laughs) Which I say is a joke, but it's actually true. All right, switch legs. And then let's begin to move with the breath. So inhale, switch. Exhale, press the knee into the hands. And then inhale, switch, and exhale, press the knee into the hand. Work at your own pace here. Work at your own pace. So a little bit of strengthening, very light amount of strengthening as we begin to move the body to warm up the joints. And then when your right knee is into your chest, so if you've just gotten your left knee in, take your time, but our yoga party, our yoga fiesta will meet with that right knee into the chest. And you'll lift up the head and shoulders towards that knee. Yes, like you could sniff your knee. I don't know why you would sniff your knee, but as if you could... Sniff your knee. Shoulders press down. Good. Let your head come down and you'll switch legs. 
And then on this side, head and shoulders will come up towards that knee. If your neck is tender, accommodate yourself and put a hand behind your head to support the neck. Good. Let your head come down, both knees bent, both feet on the floor. And you'll lift your bottom up, derriere up. Yes. Okay. And then once your derriere is up, pull your navel towards your spine. Press your feet into the mat. And take two breaths. So this one is strengthening. You might feel it as strengthening, maybe. Everybody will feel all of this differently, but strengthening for the glutes, the lower back, and the hamstrings even. Let's get the body both strong and balanced for the health of the body so you can have more time with your family and your friends. More time to cultivate wisdom and compassion. Go ahead and bring those legs down. Oh, bring your butt down, I guess. That's what's up. Uh huh. Keep your knees bent, feet on the floor. Yeah. Let's uh, extend the right leg up towards the ceiling. Take that right leg up there. Uh huh. And then circle the ankle while it's up there. Circle, there'll be some snap, crackle, pops for some of us. Uh-huh. Have a sense of your back. Your back resting on the mat. Okay, then flex and point. Uh-huh. And then what about with the flex, with the heel pressing up, spread your toes. Yeah, good. All right, and then shake the whole thing. Just give it a good shake, wiggle. And then bend the knee and put the foot back on the floor Pause for a moment and sense that right foot and leg. Mm. Okay, take your lovely left leg up in the air. And you'll circle the ankle. Just like so. And then flex and point. Working through the feet, the base of the toes. Does it get warm in your shin and ankle when you do this? All right, then have the heel pressing up and spread your toes. Okay, and then give the whole thing a shake. Just give it a shake. Loosey-goosey, wiggle-jiggle, and then bend the knee and put the foot down, and pause and sense any blood flow back into that leg. Okay, now let the knees fall to the right. Let the knees fall to the right, yeah. Let's let the left arm open out to the left. And turn your head a little bit to the left. Relax the tips of the fingers. One more breath here. And then bring both knees up before you do the other side. So both knees come up, and before you do the other side, pause. 
And then knees will go over to the other side. It's a short little pause. Let your right arm open out to the right. Head turns away from the knees. The breath is silky. The eyes are as soft as possible. And then you'll bring your legs back up to the center. And you'll take one breath. Inhale, extend the right leg up towards the ceiling. Exhale, bend the knee and put the foot down. That's your pattern. You'll switch legs. Inhale, left leg up. Exhale, bend the knee and put the foot down. Okay, so inhale up. Straighten that leg up and bend the knee down. You'll keep going at your own pace. So fine-tune the pace. See if you can be precise like an artist about the um, pacing of the breath and the movement so that they're um, just right, not too fast, not too slow. And the movement completely fills the breath. And the breath and the movement last for the same amount of time. Just warming up the leg, the hamstring here. And once you've done the left leg, you'll be finished. So if you're just doing the right, cycle through the whole pattern. But once you've done the left, both feet will be on the floor. Uh-huh. And then you'll lift your hips up. Lift your hips up. Mm-hmm. Good. Have a sense of standing on your feet. And do engage your glutes, your derriere a bit. Do engage your glutes. Take a big breath. Yeah, there you go. You might grab a cushion, too. Why not? And then bring your hips down to the floor. And we'll take the strap. You'll take the strap around your right foot. There's space over here, yeah. You'll take the strap around your right foot. And the leg will come up in the air towards the ceiling. Ah, the hamstring. Is anybody feeling tight? (laughs) I took a survey. Everyone over 12 said, I'm feeling tight. Yeah. Oh, don't be. Yeah, you're here. You made it now. Okay, now your free leg is your left leg. It's not in the strap. Let's straighten it on the floor to the front of the room. Mm -hmm. And then see about rubbing your two heels away from each other. Or like you could press your two heels away from each other. Yeah. So this stretch... I'm going to give you homework if you have lower back tenderness. Anybody here have lower back tenderness? I'm sure there must be. This is your homework if you have lower back tenderness. And you don't even have to own a yoga strap. You don't actually have to buy anything. You could do this with a tie. 
instead of having the tie around your neck or a belt or a towel. So you don't even need a strap, but this is your homework if you have lower back tenderness. Big breath. Let's hold both ends of the strap in the right hand. Okay, and then you'll take your leg out to the right side. Leg out to the right side of the room. Try not to tip over. Do what you can. You can always come back next week. I'm hoping to be here. Traffic willing. Uh Big breath here. Lots of breathing. So oxygenating the whole system today. Oxygenating the whole system here. And again, see if you can press or rub your heels away from each other. Mm. Okay, let's bring the leg back up to the midline and you'll hold the strap in the other hand. You have opposite hand and foot. Left hand, right foot. Yeah, And then bring the leg maybe six inches over towards this left side of the room. It doesn't come very far to start with. You can keep your outer right hip on the ground. Yeah, go slow. Uh And if it's difficult... Find a way to support yourself in the pose. I don't know. There might be many different ways that you can support yourself in the pose. Maybe breathing more deeply. Uh, See if the leg wants to go further across, and you can let that hip roll up off the ground. If the leg wants to go further across, maybe that right hip will roll up here. I think we're still on the first leg. Yeah. Yeah. Naughty. <laughs> it's a naughty yoga pose. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's bring the leg up. Bring the leg up. Uh-huh. And then walk the hands up the strap so much that your head and shoulders come off the floor and see about sniffing your right knee again. And here's your impossible instruction, which you cannot do, but at least make an effort. Put the back of the left thigh on the floor. It's not going to happen. Big breath. Can you breathe big here? Okay, let's take the foot out of the strap. You can put your head down and then stretch both. Your head had to go in the strap now. Your head had, well, there actually is a version of the pose with the head in the strap. (laughs) How is your right leg? Did it grow longer? This is the proof in the pudding to me. So no, we're not doing the other leg yet. We're sensing the right leg. So just make sure you know you get your money's worth. It is. Hers is literally longer. It grew. (laughs) All right, let's do the other side now. Um, Bend both knees, both feet on the floor. Uh And then you take that left leg up. Yeah, left leg up. You've got the strap around the left foot. Okay. We should put on the website, yoga will make you taller. Okay, and then the free leg, if you haven't done this already, some of you have, but the free leg will extend, the free leg extends to the front of the room, the right leg. Yeah. Let's take this leg and straighten it on the floor. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And then breathe. Breathe. So very simple stretch. If you uh, sit a lot for work or just, you know, for life, driving or whatever, this stretch is really healthy for us to get the back of the leg, the hamstring, just to 
um, maintain function and range of motion for that leg and hip and back. The whole thing's connected. And then you'll hold the strap in your left hand. Hold the strap, both ends of the strap in the left hand, and we'll take the leg out to the left. Try not to tip over. See if you can stay up. Yeah, that's great. This is triangle pose. I don't know. uh, Make sure your head's on the ground, Mark. Head's on the ground. Yeah. This is triangle pose, but you've turned, right, in space. It's one of the spatial awareness, right? So instead of being upright in triangle pose, we're on our backs in triangle pose. Big breath. Lots of breathing. See if you can press your heels away from each other. Like you could rub your heels away from each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you'll bring the leg back up. Mm-hmm. And you'll hold the strap in the other hand. And the leg will come just six inches over to the right side of the room. Here. Yeah, just a little bit over. Uh, Lots of breathing. And if it's difficult, find a way to support yourself in the practice. I'm glad you can make it. Find a way. So I don't know what that might look like for you. uh, Softening something, your jaw, your eyes, or breathing more, or kind uh, self-talk encouraging self-talk. Let's see, some of you might like the leg to come over even further, in which case the hip could roll up off the floor. Yeah. You might feel this in the outer hip even, not just the hamstring, the outer hip and the IT bands. It's very good. Big breath wherever you are. Okay, and then the leg will come back up, and you'll walk both hands up the strap so far that your head and shoulders come up off the floor, as if you're trying to sniff your knee, and then here's your impossible instruction, but try anyway. Put the back of the right thigh on the floor. Ah, look at that. Big breath. Okay. And then your head can come down and you can take the foot out of the strap and you'll just lie stretched out for a moment so you can sense the two legs and see. I often will still feel crooked after that. Let's see, B. They seem a lot more even now. A lot more even now for some of you. Hmm. And see if you can actually feel the pause. So that the practice of yoga and meditation isn't just an intellectual endeavor. It's actually a felt sense of pause in this moment. The fullness of this moment. Big breath. Okay. You'll bend your knees one at a time. Place your feet on the floor. Uh, Roll to your right side and come all the way around onto your hands and knees. 
So do put something under your knees. Let's see, let's have the hands face the front of the room, yeah. There's many choices, but the... Uh, and you could have a blanket or square cushion under your knees. Something, or you could even fold your mat. Okay, and then here's your instruction. Yes, yeah, for you. Perfect. Oh, Kelly. Um, and then shift your weight front to back. Thank you, Chris. Shift your weight front to back. Yes, for you. Finally, at long last. And some of you will like to, when you come forward, maybe bend your elbows, or some of you will like to come into a little back bend. Some of you will keep your spine long. And when you go backwards, some of you might like to linger. And what I'm saying is I'm not giving very precise instructions. Just let the body lead here and see what feels like needs to happen. And then do it. If you feel unsure, just close your eyes. Nobody can see you when your eyes are closed. (laughs) Okay. Ooh, I like how some of you have got some round and round motion happening. Good. Good. Just exploring sensation. Just like that. Okay. And then you're going to come into hands and knees neutral. And we'll do half dog or puppy dog. Both arms go way forward. Your butt's high. And the hands are way forward. Relax as best you can through the neck. And then this soft breath. Really, you know, the body is amazing. It has within it, naturally, this natural understanding of taking in what we need and letting go of what we don't need. It's like this inherent technology that we don't have to do anything about. It's just here, breathing in, taking in what we need, nourishment, And breathing out, letting go of what we don't need. Simple. Okay, let's come on up to hands and knees. And curl the toes under and head up into downward facing dog. So toes curl under and your butt goes high. And you might turn those um, cushion, the flat cushion sideways. So you can have, right, so the knees can be on still. In a moment, yeah. Okay. Good. Right away, bring those knees to the floor. Inhale, gaze forward. Exhale, child's pose. Back you go. Uh Come back up onto the hands and knees. Inhale, gaze forward. Exhale, downward dog. Gaze at your thighs. Bring those knees back down to the floor. Inhale, gaze forward. Exhale, child's pose. Let's do one more time. Come on up. Hands and knees. Gaze forward. Inhale. Exhale, downward dog. Press into the right heel. 
press into the right heel. Take a big breath. And then press into the left heel and take a big breath. And then um, nobody said it had to be graceful, but let's see about walking the feet up to the hands. You're going to walk right over that cushion. Feet come up to the hands. Hands will come to the hips, and you'll come on up to standing. Oh, we made it to standing today. Yay, good job. Double thumbs up. You're going to take your strap. I need a pocket. Your strap will be in your hands um, wider. Your arms will be, hands will be wider than your shoulders. Inhale up. Oh, and then exhale. You might have to widen your hands, but see if you can get your arms down and back behind you. Ooh, wow, right? Keep widening your hands so they can go down. Inhale back up. Oh, yeah. And exhale down. That's your pattern. You can work at your own pace if you want to go slower or quicker. Please do. If you want to linger in any one spot, please do. Uh-huh. Find a way to support yourself if it's particularly owie. <laughs> That's the scientific yoga term, particularly owie. Mm-hmm. Okay, finish. If you've just started up, maybe cycle through the whole thing. And the next shape will have the feet nice and wide, and you'll forward fold down. You go. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, two breaths here. If your back is tender, you can brace your elbows on your knees. So, let's bring the hands to the hips and come on up to standing. Have your feet nice and wide. Turn your toes out. Uh Uh-huh. And you're going to lead with your derriere, with your behind. Bend the knees. Lead with the butt back. Okay, so here we go. If your knees are tender, you do way less. Um, If your knees are good to go, your butt's back. Check and make sure your knees and toes are going in the same direction. And some of you will brace your elbows on your thighs, and some of you will do this with the hands off. Hands will come to namaste, and you can either have elbows on thighs or hands off. I think you can figure out which one's more physically challenging. Uh Aha, now... Everybody pull your shoulder blades towards the spine. Ah. Are you breathing? (laughs) Nostril hairs blowing in the yoga. Deep breathing, heating wind. One more breath. Shoulder blades towards the spine. Yeah. Okay. Let's come on up to standing. Inhale, both arms up. And take the right arm down. Look down. Pull that top arm up, 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 up. And inhale the bottom arm up. And the left arm down. Look down. Pull that top arm up, 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 up. Good. Both arms up. Bend your knees. Lead with your butt back. Hands to namaste. You can have the elbows on the thighs or hands off. 
Be sure to watch for it because of the angle of the spine. We get a forward bend in the upper back. Keep that. Yes. Neck in line with the spine. Oh, I'm getting out of breath just watching you. I'm not even doing it. Weight in your heels. Support yourself in the pose. How does that look for you? Find a way to support yourself within the challenge of the strength building for our legs, which is good for us. Strength building as we age. Very good. One more breath. And come on up. Inhale up. Right arm will come down. Uh-huh. And right arm up, left arm down, and left arm up. Open both arms forward, fold down, down, down you go. Climb down onto your hands and knees. And then right away down on your elbows and knees. Check and make sure your elbows are under your shoulders, so not wider. Yes, perfect, George. Okay, interlace your fingers. And uh, you'll step your legs back one at a time to come into plank pose on the elbows. I think you'll need to get this out from underneath. It can stay under your knees, but just have your elbows. Yeah. Yeah. And then if this is too much for you, put your knees down on the floor. Everybody, whether your knees are down or not, push those elbows down. Uh, Lift the head up a little bit. Find a way to support yourself in the challenge of the pose. Breathing, softening something. Kind feedback, which is awesome, which is you're building strength right now. Good work. One more breath. Okay, and then plop on down. And let's see, let's come up to hands and knees. And um, you'll take your right leg out behind you, parallel to the floor, and the left arm forward, parallel to the floor. This is going to be wobbly for some of us, and I say us on purpose. Okay, exhale, elbow and knee towards each other. Round that back. Inhale, extend. That's your pattern. Two more. Yeah. And then our yoga party will meet with the leg extended and the arm extended. And you'll put just the arm down. Lift up through the chest. Let's bend and straighten that back leg behind you. Bend and straighten. Pull the navel into the spine. Lift the chest maybe a quarter inch further from the floor. All right, you getting that leg back there, getting some strengthening happening in the back of the leg? Okay. Now check this out. The leg is out behind you. We're going to bring the knee around to the side. Bend the knee and bring the knee around to the side. Sort of like a doggy at a fire hydrant. Exhale, knee down. Inhale, knee up. Exhale down. It's like Jane Fonda all over again. Next week, can you bring your leg warmers? (laughs) Two more. And when you finished, 
Let's shift back into child's pose. Knees can be together or apart, whichever is more comfortable. Walk your hands over to the right. Um, I totally lied. Can you walk your hands over to the left? It wasn't a lie. It was a mistake. Okay. Yeah, hands left. Lean hips right. Uh, And then two big breaths. Two big breaths. What are you aware of now? It's a river of life flowing through. Let's walk the hands back to the center and come on up to hands and knees. You'll take your left leg out behind you, parallel to the floor, and the right arm forward, parallel to the floor. Exhale, elbow and knee towards each other. And inhale, extend. See if you can fine-tune the movements again. So the movement and the breath start and end together. Yeah, our yoga party is going to meet with that leg out behind. And you'll put just the hand down. So you have both hands down. Uh And then bend and straighten that leg behind you. Oh, first the leg is staying extended. Yeah, and we just bend and straighten the knee. Keep lifting the navel towards the spine and lift your chest a quarter inch further. Oh, look at that from the floor. Uh Okay, have the leg extended out behind you. And then it's going to come around to the left, knee pointing out to the left, knee will bend. Yes, keep both hands on the floor. We have both hands down now. And then exhale, bring the knee down. And then inhale, bring the knee out to the side. Uh-huh. Exhale, down. Good. Keep going. Keep lifting through your chest. Make sure your head's not sagging. Mm-hmm. This is strengthening for your tush. Okay, finish. If you wanted to do one more, there's time. But otherwise, finish, and you'll come into child's pose. Knees can be together or apart, whichever is more comfortable. And this time, both hands will walk to the right. This time, it really is the right. And your hips will lean to the left. And you'll take a big breath. Okay, let's bring the hands back to the center. And, um, okay, you're going to come all the way up to standing, and I'm not going to give you instructions how to accomplish that. I'm going to assume you can accomplish that. It doesn't have to be graceful. You come up to standing. And I do think you can move the cushion off your mat at this point. We're going to try a warrior... One, so the right foot will come forward and the left foot back. Your shoulders face the front of the room for warrior one. The front knee is bent. So right leg forward and bent. The leg behind you is straight and the arms will be out to the side. Um, Let's um, inhale. And then exhale, put just the arms down. Both arms sweep forward and up. Inhale. Cactus elbows. Stay here. Big in breath. Exhale. Elbows and hands touch. 
Inhale, elbows back, hands back. Pull the navel in. Exhale, elbows and hands touch. Inhale, back. One more. Exhale. Now, press your hands and elbows as much as you can. And then keep pushing. Like you might feel strengthening in your chest here and you're pushing, pushing, pushing. Relax the jaw and the ear and the neck where they meet. And then see about keep pushing elbows and hands together and slide the fingertips up an inch or two. Keep pushing. Did I mention that, pushing? Also breathing. Okay, let just the arms come down. Step your back foot forward. Rear your jaw. Let's have the left foot forward, right foot back. Front knee is bent. Back leg is long. Arms will come out to the sides. So facing your chest forward. Big breath in. Hands will come down. Both arms forward and up. Inhale. Cactus elbows. Inhale up. Cactus elbows. One more. Stay here. Big breath in. Hands and elbows touch. Uh So this spreads the space between your shoulder blades and strengthens the muscles in the chest and the front body. You're pushing a lot. Like you could, I don't know, crack a walnut between your elbows. Keep pushing. Slide the fingertips up an inch or two. Keep pushing. Jaw soft. Okay, elbows back. And hands will come down. Step your back foot forward. Hmm. Inhale, both arms up. Cactus elbows. See about getting the left elbow underneath the right. Is that possible to get the left elbow underneath and the hands might wrap? Okay, that's good. Inhale, slide those fingertips up. Exhale, pull the navel in, elbows down. Two more of those. So it's very simple. The inhale takes you up. And when you get to the exhale, pull the navel in and slide the elbows down. When you finish, release the arms, bend the knees, swing the arms. Let your neck release. Swing those arms. Free. Knees bend. Take both arms up. Inhale. Cactus elbows. Right elbows underneath the left. Inhale, breathe the fingers up, elbows up. And exhale, pull the navel in down. Two more. What can you notice? What can you observe? Uh Unlock your knees. Keep observing. When you finished, swing the arms. Bend the knees.
Let's have the right foot forward, left foot back. Warrior one, we just did this. Arms forward, so you can see that your shoulders are facing forward. Arms out to the side. Uh -huh, arms down. Both arms up. Inhale. Cactus elbows. Let's take the left elbow underneath the right. Uh -huh, push your right foot into the mat. And then begin to lift the elbow tips and the chest. Uh -huh. lengthen, your, lengthen and strengthen your back leg. And then maybe lift the elbow tips and chest. Are you breathing? Keep going. Maybe lift a little more. Keep that front knee bent. One more breath. Okay, let the arms come down. Step the back foot forward. Okay. Hands on your hips. Bend your knees. Pick up your right thigh, cross it over the left, and just have your toes on the floor for now. So your standing knees bent. Your thighs are as pinched as your thighs will go. And your toes... Right toes can be on the floor. See about picking them up. Just see. Okay. Stand on two feet. Have your left foot forward, right foot back. Arms out to the side so you can see that your shoulders are facing directly forward. And put just your arms down. Inhale, arms up. Cactus elbows. All right, so the next one is the right elbow underneath. Bend your front knee and press into the mat. And slide the fingertips up. Lengthen and strengthen your back leg. Slide the fingertips up. I maybe keep lifting. Chest lifting. And release just the arms. Step your back foot forward. Hmm. Hands on your hips. Bend your knees. Pick up your left leg. Thigh crosses over. Toes will be on the floor. Standing knees bent. All right, and then I was just noticing that I was totally looking down. Have your gaze forward and down so that your neck is in a good posture, yeah. And then maybe those left toes can come off. All right, stand on two feet. Both shoulders up. Inhale. Breathe out the mouth. Okay. Hands on the hips, bend the knees, pick up your right leg, wrap the thigh over. Start with the toes on the floor, or toes can come off. Have your left elbow underneath the right. So 
Support yourself in the pose if it's challenging or out of the pose. Land your eagle. It's eagle pose. And hands come down. Hands on your hips. Bend your knees. Pick up your left leg. Thigh crosses over. Toes can be off or on the floor. And you'll have the, uh, what is it, right elbow underneath. Stand on up. Land your eagle. Ooh, la, la. Okay, one more thing. This will be the fancy thing for the day. You'll have, same thing. We've been doing warrior one. Right leg forward, left leg back, arms out. Front knee's bent. Yeah. Put just your arms down like we've been doing. Inhale both arms up. Cactus elbows. Bring your left elbow underneath. Okay. Nobody said it had to be graceful. Can you get your back leg wrapped around the front? This is your yoga party trick. Right? And then front leg, that lifted leg, goes back where it was. And release the arms. Back foot steps forward. How'd it go? I couldn't see. I was trying so hard. It was good, right? Perfect. Nobody fell out? Okay. Let's have the left foot forward. Right foot back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Arms out to the side. So your front knee's bent. It's going to stay bent. Your shoulders are facing forward. You'll bring, oh, let's see, arms only down. Just like we've been doing, both arms up, cactus elbows. Bring your right elbow underneath the left. Huh. Okie dokie, artichokies. Back leg comes around. Okay, stand on two feet. Oh, wait, we did that. Oh, 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 swing it back around. I'd hate for you to miss out on that part. Release the arms, step your back foot forward. All right, turn to the right side of the room. Take your feet nice and wide. And then forward fold, down, down, down. You go. Ah, Okay. Some of you might like to take your hands up above your back, interlace the fingers, and let those wrists come over. That's an option. It's an optional option. Big breath wherever you are, up or down. Okay, and then you're going to come on up to standing. And we'll turn to the front of the room. And you'll sit on your bottom, facing forward. 
We're going to do one more yoga party trick. Not to be tried while drinking. Okay, so take your first two fingers. They're your peace fingers uh, around your big toes. And then see if you can balance here. Yeah, I think sitting on the cushion will make it even extra harder. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, Right leg out to the right. Uh, Lift the chest. And bring it in. Left leg out to the left. Mark's the only one that's humoring me and falling backwards. (laughs) Thank you, Thelma. And then, uh, can you do both? Weevil's wobble. I could do a lot of things in high school that I can't do now. <laughs> All right. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Let's have you come onto your back. Can you believe it? The whole hour passed. I know, right? Yeah. Never a dull moment. All right, so make yourself as comfortable as possible on your back. You might like to put a a pillow under your head or under your knees. I like how many of you are putting on socks or sweaters because the body temperature does drop. We're going to do eye exercises for Molly. <laughs> so I don't forget. Okay, so this is the part where you just lie on your back. Okay. I feel like this pose is subversive in our American productivity culture. So. Give yourself permission. To do nothing. In fact, you have my permission to not even relax. So if you're not feeling relaxed, don't worry about it. Make no effort to relax. There's nothing to be done. Bring your attention to the inside of your mouth and just sense the inside of your mouth for a moment. Teeth and gums, saliva. Trace sensation from the inside of the mouth to the back of the throat, the nasal passage and sinuses. Bless you. And your eyes, right eye and left eye.
Let your windpipe and your esophagus settle back and down. Notice if you're feeling peaceful. You might not be, of course, but if you are, savor it. And if you're not, find a way to support yourself. You might find a part of your body that feels okay. And rest your mind there.
Feel deep in your breath. Bend your knees one at a time and place your feet on the floor. And you'll roll to your right side. Use your arms, in particular your left arm, to help you come up to a seated position. So now we shift into meditation. Um, So if you'd like to sit in a chair, just leave your stuff. You don't have to do that rigmarole right now. Just leave your stuff and find a chair. It looks like maybe all the chairs are taken, so there's um, more chairs in a stack in the back of the room. If you decide you'd like to stay on the floor, you can sit cross-legged or you can kneel. And do have your hips high. So this morning, we'll have a period of mindfulness, meditation, and then I'll guide a compassion meditation practice. So there'll be two different types of meditation practice. Start with your posture. Have a sense of your hands. 
Have a sense of your posture with your hands and lower body stable and steady. And your breath. Have some curiosity and interest to see what supports your mind in settling. Find a way to support yourself within the practice of meditation.
So going to shift into a guided compassion meditation. You'll bring to mind a specific person or being that is uh, in distress or having some difficulty. You'll pick just one person and let it be a specific someone that you know. You'll bring this being to mind and heart. might have an image of them. Or you might, if it helps uh, in your mind, say their name, call their name. And you'll say the phrase in your mind, repeat the phrase after me. May you be free from this suffering. May your heart be at peace. May you be held in compassion. If you can, keep the image or sense of this being strong. You call their name again or visualize them. Connect to the meaning of the words as you repeat them. May you be free from this suffering. May you find peace. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from this suffering. May your heart be at peace. May you be held in compassion.
May you be free from this suffering, connecting to the meaning of the words. May your heart be at peace. May you be held in compassion. Then we shift to someone who has helped you. So this first being, just leave them here in your heart or maybe next to you somehow. And you'll bring to mind somebody who has helped you in your life. It's been of benefit to you. It could be a a relative or a friend or a teacher. Just take a few minutes and see if you can bring to mind this being. I call their name. And you know that even though this person might not be having difficulties right now, that it is the human condition. Or any difficulties that may arise. May you be free of suffering. May your heart be at peace. May you be held in compassion. So repeat the phrase in your mind after me. May you be held in compassion. May you be free of suffering. the turkey wants some compassion phrases. (coughs) And then bring to mind a neutral, a neutral being or someone You don't have much feeling for one way or the other. Bringing to mind someone, it could be the cashier or the clerk at the gas station. You might not be able to picture them exactly, but see if you can just get a sense of this being and their own wish for happiness and health. And 
May you be free of suffering. May your heart be at peace. May you be held in compassion. May you be free of suffering. May your heart be at peace. May you be held in compassion. Next, we move to the next category. So this being can stay in your heart or beside you. And we come to ourself. If it's helpful, picture yourself as a baby or a child. Could be helpful to call your name. May I be free of suffering. May my heart be at peace. May I be held in compassion. Connecting to the meaning of the words, may I be free of suffering. May my heart be at peace. May I be held in compassion. May I be free of suffering. May my heart be at peace. May I be held in compassion. May I be free of suffering. May my heart be at peace.
May I be held in compassion. And then we have all beings. So yourself and your friends and family in this circle, the turkeys. All men. And all women. And everybody that sees them as in between the two genders. All tall people and short people. All children. All old people and everybody in between. May all beings be free of suffering. May all beings' hearts be at peace. May all be held in compassion. So, let's um, rearrange the room. (laughs) Turkey really wants some compassion. (laughs) Or a mate. Or maybe sees its reflection in the glass. (laughs) So we're going to rearrange the room now. You can roll up your mat. If you want to stay on the floor, you'll move forward. So we make maybe two semicircles, maybe three semicircles up here. So the chairs can come forward. And um, and do roll up your strap. The strap basket's actually up here at the front. Maybe I'll move it to the back of the room. Yeah, I'll move it to the back of the room. 
You got it? Thank you. You got it? The baskets at the back, the strap baskets at the back of the room. Hmm. Do you want a cushion? Uh, okay. If you wanted a cushion, I could put it away for you. Yeah, I think that's because it's bony. I'll do it if you want. It's like the rug is like poison, or <laughs> you could sit on the rug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the turkeys, they're very ridiculous in an extravagant way, right? Like. space for June. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that compassion practice? Thumbs up. We got a double thumbs up from some of you. Yeah? Do- oh, double. Yeah, Mark. I don't know what to do with this with what you're talking about. Okay, can you you're gonna have to tell me more about what's Uh-huh. I don't know how to direct it in a way internally. I find that difficult sometimes with meditation when it's guided like that uh-huh. for me. Right. So it might not be the right practice for you. I think we went over this last week. Some of these phrase practices don't land for people, and it doesn't mean that you're not a compassionate person. 
Turkey really wants to have a say in today's talk. Um, but really, what we're doing is um, we're, we're inclining the mind in that direction, and it's not very specific. So maybe what I'm hearing a little bit is like, what does it mean specifically in the real world? Is that what you mean? Yeah. And it all has to do with body awareness. Uh, and so yeah. I can do that. Right. I can, I can lay on my back, which is what I do. Right. And I can go through my body. Yeah. And that to me is very meditative. Right. So when you, you say you can feel it toward yourself and to, towards your wife, can you, can you get a sense of that? So that's what we're aiming for. It's an inclining of the mind-heart. So I don't mean just intellectual. It's an inclining of the mind-heart towards a wish for Thelma to have less suffering. And I can do that with people, too. I can right. wish people to have less suffering. Yeah. That's not a problem. But I guess maybe that's the wrong... I, as you were saying it, in my head, I'm going, what does she mean by that? <laughs> right. What does she mean by that? What does she mean by that? Right. So it might not be the right practice for you. I would say, in general, that would that actually might be it. I mean, <laughs> Turkey agrees. <laughs> yeah, hold on just a sec. Um, and then the other thing is... Um, if you're interested, and this is only if you're interested, it's not a should, but if you're interested to play with it and start to, because you've done this one kind of meditation that you're very skilled at, and so it might be a thing if you're inclined to explore, to explore what it is. And it's really, um, we're not necessarily going for a feeling when we do this. Like a feeling is great, but feelings come and go. We're more headed towards inclining the mind to wish well to others, to wish others' suffering was gone. Okay, yeah. So it's it's not about like an emotion. It's a it's really about uh, learning to engage in the world in a in a way, right? To engage in the world in, in a way that has like this understanding that life is difficult and that we all have, right? Yeah. And maybe it's not the right practice for you. Did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I was just going to say when... Uh Uh-huh. How how I accept it is trying to... Trying to train my mind to be compassionate just for anybody. Right. I'm standing in line and somebody is, you know, taking a long time or they can't find their money. Right. You right. Whatever it might be. I mean, what you're pointing to is this really beautiful understanding that compassion is, um, in some ways, a practice of letting go of our own self-preoccupation. I need to get somewhere in a hurry. They're in my way. 
And so the practice itself is a way for us to learn to let go of it. It's not the only way to learn to let go of those things, but it is a, a, a way that we can practice with. Yeah. Right. You know, and so when going into my heart and feeling love and then picturing that person. Yeah. 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 And some people really connect in that way with these phrases and the um, but it's also which is interesting just to note that these phrase practices are considered to be a concentration practice where we focus the mind, heart, mind, heart, so to include the heart, and you're repeating the, so I repeated the phrases for you and maybe I was doing it too slow or too fast, so you can fine tune, and um, and then it's a way also, in addition to the cultivation of compassion and the training of the mind to let go of the self-preoccupation, it's also a way to focus the mind. And the benefit of focusing the mind is the mind the mind gets very clear and calm and present. Yeah. And so to bring the mind and the heart together is a little bit what I'm saying, where we bring it with the phrases can help bring the mind into that heart practice. And then just while I'm thinking about it, um, I have a little instruction with some phrases and the instructions on the sheet of paper. So at the end, if you want this, if you like this practice, um, you can take a picture of it. And take it home. I have some phrase choices. I used uh, three from that, but there's other ones. Turkey wants to take it home. So just at the end of class, if you want, you can just take a little picture and there's instructions for you. Anything else? Yeah. Right. Send out, send out meta- <laughs> phrases to her. Right. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, there's, there's a couple things in your story to bring out. It's a really beautiful story. One is, again, another example of letting go of that self-preoccupation. And two, you're really pointing to um, the trust in the practice. Like, the practice is we come and, and we do this, you know, we do the yoga, we do the meditation, whether we're doing body scans or compassion or loving-kindness practices, and they work. Have you noticed this? Like, it's not like... I have to do my meditation now and I have to do it really well. Like just like this sense of trust that it works and that it will show up when you're in the parking lot and suddenly you're smiling about the little boy who wants to put his toe in the puddle, right? Right, just that little bit of softening. So it's beautiful, thank you. Anybody else have anything? Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I, I've been feeling somewhat powerless uh. in this relationship. And exercise gives me a sense of power. Right. I mean, and I'm positively right. providing something. There's something that you can There's do. There's something that I can do. Yeah. And that I, I find great value in the exercise. Yeah, beautiful. Good. Yeah. Should we do names? Let's do names. I know, I, it's like I forgot. I wonder what the turkey's name is. My name is Anne. I'm from Woodacre. Oh, oh, that's nice. Let's do that. So we'll just say where we're from. Ashley East Bay. I'm actually going to open the door and shoo him away. I think... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. I'm Peter from Woodacre. Sandra from Woodacre. I'm Thelma from Woodacre. <laughs> Mark from Woodacre. Kathy from San Anselmo. Juan from San Anselmo for now. Stuart, I'm on my way from Seattle to Los Angeles. Ooh, it's a nice stopover. Tanya from Petaluma. Caroline from Fairfax. Birgit from, I guess, Belvedere for now. For now, yeah. Just where you came from this morning will suffice, yeah. (laughs) B from Woodacre. Jude, Petaluma. Bana, Petaluma. Tori, Corda Madera. Gay, Woodacre. Molly, Woodacre. Carol, East Bay. Nancy, Bellinas. Deborah from Fairfax. Irene from San Rafael. Lisa, staying in San Geronimo, but I drove from North Carolina two weeks ago today. Ooh. Oh, you need a place to stay. Okay. Yeah, we used to have a bulletin board in our community hall to do to put stuff like that, but I'm happy to announce she needs a place to stay. Yeah. 
Kelly from San Anselmo. Lori from San Rafael. Jesse, San Rafael. Gabrielle Woodacre. Nisa from Sausalito. Sonia from Bodega. Oh, that's far. Cat from Petaluma. Just put the mic down. I think we'll probably come back to it. So, really, when we start to talk about, or when I start, well, when we, because we've been talking about it, start to talk about compassion, we're really talking about the inevitable difficulties of life, right? We have these bodies that get injured and ill and age, and we love people, and we can't always be with them, and we get annoyed by other people, and they come around all the time sometimes, right? So this, this, na- this fact, this noble truth, really, this first noble truth that the Buddha taught, that there is that which is hard to bear in life, that... Um, Suffering is actually unavoidable. So from David White. This is kind of long, but it's really brilliant. So I I think I'm going to read it, even though it's long. So he says vulnerability. But really, what I'm talking about is vulnerability, right? This first noble truth, there's that which is hard to bear, that our bodies are subject to aging and illness. Like, this is vulnerability, And so David White says, vulnerability is not a weakness, a passing indisposition, or something we can arrange to do without. Vulnerability is not a choice. It is the underlying, ever-present, and abiding undercurrent of our natural state. This is the first noble truth. It's the underlying truth of what our natural state is. To run from vulnerability is to run from the essence of our nature. The attempt to be invulnerable is the vain attempt to become something we are not, and most especially, to close off our understanding of the grief of others. This is really powerful. The more we are able to be with our own dukkha, with our own difficulties, then we have that capacity to offer that to others. And I do, in my own practice, see that that's very true, that my capacity to be with um, discomfort, from the little discomfort of like you've got an itch during meditation to much, much bigger heartaches, and that through practice, through meditation, really, that that capacity grows and that I can offer that to others, which is a really beautiful thing. Because when other people around us are going through difficult times, like sometimes we do feel so powerless. But the one thing we can offer is connection and intimacy if we have the capacity to understand that that is the nature of being human, this vulnerability. So he goes on, more seriously, in refusing our vulnerability, we refuse the help needed at every turn of our existence and immobilize the essential, title, 
and conversational uh, foundations of our identity. To have a temporary, isolated sense of power over all events and circumstances is a lovely, illusionary privilege and perhaps the prime and most beautifully constructed conceit of being human, and especially of being youthfully human. Right? Like we think we can control things. I mean, all of us do this, not just the young. Actually, all of us, probably to some extent or another, like we're trying to manage things, to manage our discomfort and pain, whether it's in the parking lot and you don't want to be uncomfortable Right or in the grocery store line, all to those big ones, too. He says um, this, uh, to having a temporary, isolated sense of power over all events and circumstances is a privilege that must be surrendered with youth, with ill health, with accident, with the loss of loved ones. Um, right? It's being human, it's like we are tempered. We are tempered as we um, move through our lives. The only choice we have as we mature is how we inhabit our vulnerability, how we become larger and more courageous and more compassionate through our intimacy with disappearance. I mean, isn't that true? We become larger and more courageous and more compassionate with our intimacy with disappearance. Our choice is to inhabit vulnerability as generous citizens of lost. Robustly and fully are conservatively as misers and complainers, reluctant and fearful, always at the gates of existence, but never bravely and completely attempting to enter, never wanting to risk ourselves, never walking fully through the door. I think it's interesting he's talking about like this development of our capacity to be with vulnerability as walking through a door. And there are um, lots of teachings um, that talk about suffering or that which is hard to bear as being a Dharma door, right? Because we are met with this incomprehensible sometimes difficulty and what do we do with it? What do we do with it? We, can we turn towards it? Do we degrade ourselves and make ourselves small with it? Or do we make the choice to walk through that door of the development of compassion and the development of wisdom? So this practice, the Buddhist practice sometimes is talked about as being the development of uh, wisdom and compassion. And it's like a bird needs both wings. The turkey needs both wings the wing of wisdom and the wing of compassion. We can't have just wisdom. We'll tilt this way. And if we have just compassion, we'll tilt this way, right? But we need both. The cultivation of wisdom and compassion is the whole of the path, really. So we learn that compassion isn't just like an emotional state, but it's a way of viewing the world. It's a way of seeing. It's like a lens through which we can see what's going on in our life. It's a way of engaging with this fragile and unpredictable world. And its domain is not just those that you know closely, but actually everybody. So the Buddha said that you can search the whole world over 
the whole world, everywhere, and find no one more deserving of compassion, love and compassion than yourself. Isn't that beautiful? And then that speaks to, right, like the widening. It's not just for ourselves, but it's the widening of love and compassion to encompass the whole world. So we're doing, um, this month in May, I'm talking to you about the Brahma Viharas. These are heart qualities. Last week was love and kindness, or metta is the word. And this week is compassion, karuna is the scriptural word. And these qualities... These qualities are said to be boundless, infinite. So it's not like, and I said this last week, but and it's true for all four of them, all four of the qualities. We, we're on our second one, but we'll do all four. It's, it's not like if there's, the, there's like a limited supply of compassion so that I better use it only for myself and my loved ones. It's not like that. It's boundless. It's an infinite quality. The more compassion there is, the more compassion there is. And that we can widen our circle. (laughs) To include the turkeys. Right? It is um, this world that we live in of countless beings who we never meet, who are facing unendurable hardships. Sometimes when I first heard this word dukkha, like, oh, there's suffering. I was like, oh, it's not me. I have a privileged life. You know, I have a roof over my head and I don't live in a war-torn area, right? Like this sense of privilege. And there are many beings outside of my immediate circle Actually, I don't need to go very far outside my immediate circle. Right? That, that the, the suffering that's pervasive to this humanity and that if I can open my heart to that and find a way to connect and help others, then I can find a way, uh, make a meaning in that and find a way to have a sense of what we're doing in this life. So you could say that we have both the capacity to heal and to connect and find compassion. And then we also have the capacity to harm others too, right? We've all harmed others. And so we, we can begin to train our hearts. We can begin to train our hearts with these phrases or doing other um, types of meditation, right? To begin to train ourselves. Your suffering prevents an, uh, presents an opportunity for the... Um, for the heart to open, to step through that Dharma door. Okay, I'm going to finish with a poem. This is a very good poem. And many of you might have heard it. It's called Kindness by Naomi Shiabnai. It's a lovely poem, I think. She says, Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go. So you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride thinking the bus will never stop. 
The passengers eating corn and chicken will stare out the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you. How he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. It must speak. You must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then, it is only kindness that makes sense anymore. Only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to gaze at bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, it is I you have been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere, like a shadow or a friend. So I started class talking about finding ways to support yourself in the yoga. Like this practice of self-compassion, finding ways, not just in yoga. It's like we can learn things in yoga and then take it out. Like, how do I support myself in the parking lot at the grocery store? How do I support myself when things are difficult? Like, what are ways... This is actually a question for you all. What are ways um, that you can learn this practice of self-compassion, right? How do you support yourself? Okay, so that's your question. How do you support yourself? I'm curious if there were things in yoga that you did specifically or things that you know. Something I learned recently, um, a lot of you know I had some surgeries in 2017. It was... Not the best health year for me. And I learned that I can sit on the couch out of self-care and love and watch TV, right? Like there are ways like to support ourselves when things are difficult. So that's my question. That's the discussion question for you all. In yoga, I mean, in yoga, I was giving the examples of relaxing your jaw, your eyes as a way to support yourself or to find your breath or... Maybe some positive self-talk. Have I given all the examples already? <laughs> There's got to be other ways that you support yourself. Yeah. The awareness of my very negative thinking. Ah, aware. mindfulness. Yeah, just being aware and not judging it and just saying, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just, just being aware of it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah. So with mindfulness, we can see what's going on. We're not like if we're lost in it, if you're not aware of it, at least I'm I'm I'm, I'll speak for myself. Actually, if I'm not aware of the negative self-talk, I will believe it and my mood will get turned and it will spill out on others and I won't know what's happened. But if I'm aware of it, just like you're saying, I can see it like, oh, wow. okay. And then there's the possibility of letting it go and moving forward and. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going through a very 
difficult period where compassion is very much a part. Well, compassion is my daily thing, and I'm really into it. But yeah. Right now, I actually have a somebody who I was my ex husband's on my coach out of an injury. Uh huh. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of compassion there, and so yeah. showing up today. But I've had a lot of. Um, it's been hard to be present. Yeah. There's been a lot of negative thought. Uh huh. And then you're like driving, and then you like cut somebody off, and then you're a jerk because you weren't. You know what I mean? And yeah. Then, there's all that negative, and so yeah. just trying to be in my be really be. Be aware of what's in front of me, uh-huh. and you know, being there and being yeah. compassionate with myself. And yeah. I do not have any of the answers right now. Yeah. And that I'm going yeah. to get everybody through it through healthy diet and. Yeah, yeah, this is great. This is beautiful. So mindfulness, presence, compassion, like all of these woven together. You can do it a lot normally, but it's when you're in times of stress that you just, it's almost yeah. like you, you become only self-aware. Even though you're aware of other people, you become right. very only self-aware. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're not aware, you just cut somebody off. Like, but in a car, it's super dangerous. Yeah. You know, walking. Thank you, thank you to everyone for being here and you know, having this space. Good. Good. Anybody else have ways that you support yourself? Yeah. You eat to support you. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So taking care of the physical body. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, like the elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can look at things from Right. So you're using... This is brilliant. Totally brilliant. The Dharma... Right? The Dharma, the teachings as a refuge to support yourself out of self-compassion. Because you're talking about like the, the method of going really close and looking at the very details. That's a, that's a Dharma, that's a method, right? That's a Dharma teaching around the elements of our experience. And then this bigger picture, then you're using um, wisdom, right? Like you're using wisdom in the service of compassion so your bird is flying free. <laughs> There's time for one more. Do we have any more? Yeah. Yoga. It's good. 
Okay, so I'm going to do some announcements, and then there'll be a very brief ending little thing. The um, big announcement is that this month in May, Spirit Rock is having what they're calling Meta May, this heart quality, where the whole community is focusing on the qualities of the heart. Um, in particular, in order to support the scholarship program at Spirit Rock. So Spirit Rock offers one in four people who come for um, retreats here up the hill for the longer retreats. One in four people get a scholarship. And last year, they gave away more than half a million dollars in scholarships, which is pretty fantastic for this community. But it can't be done unless there's the people offering. So if you feel inclined, if you feel this generosity in the heart and you wanted to offer, there's a little station by the desk and you can offer. And everybody who makes a donation to the scholarship program in May will receive um, a link to get a live stream teaching from Jack Cornfield and Sylvia Borstein. And they're amazing teachers, founders of this place. Um, so that would be really lovely if you wanted to get that. So thank you. And then um, uh, if you haven't paid, there's a little basket by the door on the chair. Please do pay on your way out if you didn't on the way in. And if you have a moment, if you need to go, please go. It's a long class. But if you have a moment, if you could help us close the windows and put the cushions and chairs away. Is that everything? Okay, <laughs> um, so let's put a hand on the heart, a hand on the chest. So may you be safe and protected, and may you be free of suffering, and may you be held in a vast ocean of compassion. Let's take the hands, palms out. If there are any merits from this practice, any wisdom or compassion arising, let's send it out. And we will dedicate it in particular, any merit, any wholesomeness from this practice dedicated to those that are uh, suffering with body pain, injury, or illness this morning. Bring your hands to touch. May all beings know peace and the causes of peace. Namaste. Thank you so much. Could not have done it without you. Hope to see you maybe next week. Next week's topic is um, joy, the heart quality of joy. No, it's one of my favorites. So I hope to see you, if you can, next week. And don't forget, if you want the practice, you can take a picture of the practice, the meditation.
Mission-inducing triggers for me. <laughs> <laughs> what is the <laughs> 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 Is there such a thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>